Rizzy to learn more. Oh, 0600, what's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Speaking of early... Good morning! Oh, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. They're all completely gassed! They've given it everything on the global bucket! Here comes Jiggins! Here comes Jiggins! Jiggins making the play around Sweden! Jesse Jiggins yes! yes! to the line! Yes! And it yes! is Jesse Jiggins! So, uh, how did it go today? Pretty, 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 pretty good. Just when I thought I was out, pull me back in. It's time for the Mickey Plyler Show, here on The Roar. Virginia hands Clemson another heartbreaking loss. UNC pounds Duke in Chapel Hill. The SEC and Big Ten have joint advisory groups to help college athletics and the World Cup final selected for the Meadowlands. A busy Monday show, so let's go. Sports fans, glad to have you with us for the Monday edition of the Mickey Plyler Show. Monday, February the 5th, 2024. Hope all is well. Looking forward to a great show today. A lot to do today. First, I want to thank the house band coming in, guys. Keith and uh, Mick and all those guys. Uh, Robert, all those guys. Sounded good, man. Um, appreciate those guys. Uh, it's going to be a busy show today on our Arthrex uh, Medical uh, sports medicine segment. We got a special guest today. It is the uh, team orthopedic surgeon for the New York Yankees, the leading authority on Tommy John surgery in the world. He's going to join us. Dr. Chris Ahmad's going to join us this morning. So appreciate Arthrex setting all that up. It's going to be a great show. That's at 725 this morning. Uh, and then we call this reaction Monday. What'd you think of the weekend? The college basketball, I felt like had a, a massive weekend including Virginia's 66-65 victory over Clemson. Tigers fall to 14-7 and overall, 4-6 and in the league. Go to North Carolina on Tuesday night, and they go to Syracuse on Saturday. We'll get into the nine ranked teams that fell in college basketball over the weekend. There were several statement games in college basketball over the weekend, including North Carolina's win over Duke, some ACC games, some surprises out there in college basketball. Get a lot, hit basketball heavy here today. PGA Tour, Wyndham Clark wins a range-shortened uh, uh, PGA uh, or Pebble Beach Pro-Am which he missed a short putt on 18 to shoot 59, shot 60 great win there, Joaquin Neiman won on the Live Tour, we've got the interesting news of the SEC and Big Ten's Joint Advisory Committee 
that is coming to help save college athletics. I have some thoughts about that. And then the, the interesting stuff, and I'll get into Will Clanton this morning later on, about the World Cup and its selection. It's coming for the first time ever, World Cup Finals in 2026. It's going to be on three different countries, Mexico, United States, and Canada. Well, the finals are going to be in uh, the Meadowlands, in, uh, outside of New York City in northern New Jersey. So we'll give you thoughts about that. They won that over California and Texas were the two other finalists for that. So we'll tell you about what FIFA decided and really what that could mean to soccer in 2026 here in this country. Hope you had a great weekend. We did. As I bring in the producer of Monday and Tuesday shows, Mr. Will Clinton. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. I am doing well. Awesome. How was your weekend? It was uh, it was it was an okay weekend, um, working weekend. So, um, yeah, it was it was nothing of note. You had not good, not bad. You did one good game, one bad game. You, I, you did the Clemson men's game. You did the Clemson women's game. Clemson women now have won three in a row. Yes, went to Virginia, got a nice win yesterday. Yes, Mackenzie Clark, looking pretty pretty good. Um, for the women's team. Now I'll I'll ask you this. Um, that momentum uh, leads Clemson to the final half of their of the women's season. One thing, and we're going to get this today. I, I told you this is going to be a referendum on Brad Brown from a lot of people today. And you know what we're going to say? We're going to say, "Hey, you got to wait into season. Let's see how it works out." I think that we do lose sight of the fact because the basketball seasons are so long. I mean, they started playing like this season, like 16 years ago. It feels like there's, you know, they've been playing since October, seemingly. You know, it's November. But the point there is is that we're, we're still only halfway through the ACC season. They're 10 games into a 20-game season. So, right now, we'll talk about – among the things we'll talk about is the these dry spells that continue to haunt Clemson basketball, these end-of-the-game, uh, last-minute, last, close baskets, close, you know, close games that go, continue to haunt Clemson basketball. We'll talk about the short-term and long-term future of the team. We'll talk a little bit about the, um, you know, where, where this team is, but also give you an idea that that there's still ten regular season games left, and it just feels weird because they've been playing forever. Does that make sense? Well, yeah. I mean, the ACC season you get one in the early you know, before the turn of the year. Yeah. But there's still a lot of basketball to be played, and. Yeah. But and they better turn it around because I, now to to on the other side of it, this feels nothing like we thought it could feel or should feel because we were at one point in time when Clemson was ranked and 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 off to a great start. There was a lot of talk about Clemson winning the league, and now here you are with just four. You know, if you lose on Tuesday night, you're gonna be four and seven in the league. So that feels one hundred percent different. Than, than anything else that anybody could have imagined, in my opinion. And especially the way we started the year. Like you said, we were ranked not that long ago, yeah. three well, weeks ago. and even in the offseason. The offseason was P.J. Hall comes back, and yeah. you go get Joe Girard, mm-hmm. and like this mm-hmm. thing's going to be great. Well, it, it hadn't been great as of late. November the 1st was the exhibition game. November the 6th was the first game of the year. Crazy there. Um, it hadn't been great as of late. And the Tigers have now... Or they've won three of their last nine games, and it's not good enough. And it's it's um, it's daunting going to Chapel Hill on Tuesday night. We'll talk about that game. Talk about a bunch more coming up. Uh, but I know what this show is going to be about. I can tell what the what the uh, fan base is going to feel and what they want to say, and uh, and we'll talk about that as the show goes on. 
Um, outside of oh, segment two, what are we going to do today? Well, there's actually a lot to talk about. Uh, you you bring up the World Cup, which is usually my thing. Um, you've got that the the, the PJ Tour uh, the program at Pebble Beach yeah. was um, was really interesting. I want to talk a little bit about that, and especially with the weather. Um, what I actually have some questions for you because I'm not as well versed in the PGA Tour as you are, obviously. Um, I, I want to look over some of the worst weather events in the PGA Tour's history. All right. All right. Let's do it. Um, it was, they've got this river, uh, atmospheric river over California right now. And it's an f- interesting phenomenon, first of all, if you like weather, if you're going to keep up with weather. And the second part of it is 60 mile an hour winds and dumping. There's parts of California that's got 10 inches of rain here in the last couple of weeks. Like, it's just, it's, it's nightmarish. Speaking of weather, buddy. How about Friday? Had a chance to go out and play golf on Friday. And that was just awesome. And then uh, had a chance to go hiking. Uh, or, or I say hiking. We, we were in the botanical gardens, but we went to the entire botanical gardens, which is awesome. My little son had an amazing time there. So that was cool on Saturday. And then played a little bit of golf yesterday. But, but look at this weather here. 62 today. Now, it's going to be windy today, but 62 61 tomorrow, do it, do it, Groundhog, and then 57, 58. This weekend coming up, 59, 68, and 65. Now, we're going to get some rain coming up with the weekend, but a lot of 60s, and I don't see anything in the 20s for lows, so pretty good weather there. Not going to get the snow like I wanted. Uh, Charlie, it's out, buddy. Uh, you know, what we can do here is we can have late February, we can have early March snow. I wouldn't count on it. Me either, but I'll I'll be optimistic from your point of view. We're not gonna have it. It's gonna the just like uh, Puxatani Phil said. Yeah, it's gonna be great weather. I hope he's right. He's wrong an awful uh, a long lot of times about that. Anyway, I had a great weekend with my kids, man. My wife and kids. We had, a, we had a really cool weekend there. Um, what I mentioned in basketball, I thought there were several statement games. In case you missed it. Mm, yeah. UConn went to went to St. John's and beat Rick Pitino pretty convincingly. Top ranked UConn won there. The Tar Heels took care of Duke, and it was about what you expected. North Carolina is better than Duke, and it was about what you expected. Duke got nothing from its bench. The Tar Heels got got ten from Trimble, but it was a twenty five from Baycott. Uh, Ingram had twenty one, and North Carolina uh, shot or made made. Uh, 18 and 25 free throws, made nine threes in the game, and Duke held Duke just five threes. North Carolina's defense is, is pretty good. Great win for them there. Uh, uh, that's number three beating number seven. Number eight at home beat number four. Kansas beat Houston. We're going to talk about this as the show goes on. It's a big win for Kansas, making a statement in the Big 12. Another top 10 battle. Tennessee went to Kentucky. Kentucky's in a free fall right now. Kentucky's five and four in the SEC right now. And uh, Kentucky, uh, Tennessee got a 103-92 win in Rupp Arena. Uh, Shaka won at Georgetown, ninth-ranked Marquette, winning 91-57. Told you Georgetown's terrible. We had ranked teams in Waco. Baylor ranked 18th, beat 12th-ranked Iowa State on the weekend. <coughs> Sorry. Texas Tech fell. 15th-ranked Red Raiders fell at home to Cincinnati. Auburn went to Ole Miss, dominated them. 16th-ranked Auburn got a nice win there. Uh, 17th ranked Utah, Utah State lost to San Diego State. Um, you had Alabama rolling. You had TCU losing at home to Texas. Um, and then yesterday, some interesting games. You had three ranked teams yesterday. Top ranked Purdue went to sixth ranked Wisconsin. 
and got a 75-69 win. Arizona beat Stanford, and Illinois had an overtime win at home against Nebraska. Nebraska's pretty good. Nebraska is, is scrappy through a lot of that. Uh, in the ACC, besides the Clemson and Virginia game we're going to talk a lot about, uh, Miami beat Virginia Tech at home. NC State beat Georgia Tech at home. Pittsburgh beat Notre Dame at home. Uh, Wake Forest uh, at home beat beat Syracuse. All home wins there, 99-70. to, to 70. But how about Louisville beating Florida State? 101 to 92. Louisville gets her second ACC win of the year. Kind of top, top, uh, topsy turvy there, as uh, as far as that goes. But we're going to talk a lot about Clemson and Virginia uh, in in segment three and beyond in this one. Um, your thoughts on the World Cup news? I thought it was very interesting. Um, you look at in history the cities that have hosted the World Cup final: Mexico City, Munich, Buenos Aires. Madrid, Rome, Pasadena, Paris, Yokohama, Berlin, Moscow, Johannesburg, East Rutherford, New Jersey. Well, to be fair, New York City. Yes. Right. It just looks a little it different. Does. It does. It does. Uh, do you like three different countries hosting? We knew that in advance. Um, from a fan perspective, I think it is a great idea, and I think it's way... Uh, kind of the direction that these World Cups are going to be headed in in the future. Um, it's already what they do with the, the Euro League finals. Um, they kind of bounce around and they give a lot of people different opportunities to go to the game, and I think that's great. Um, but from a travel perspective for these teams to have to go across the country, and the U.S., our schedule, our, our three group stage matches have already been set. They've got a really easy travel schedule. They play... Uh, in L.A., and then Seattle, and then back in L.A. So their travel is not that difficult. But these other teams are going to have some issues. Toronto and Vancouver host in Canada. Guadalajara, Mexico City, and Monterey in Mexico. In, in the United States, we'll have games, World Cup games in Atlanta, Boston, Dallas, Houston, Kansas City, Los Angeles, Miami, New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia, San Francisco, and Seattle. And uh, we'll tell you about the finals and all that kind of stuff coming up. Uh, one thing I will talk about later is what will this do to soccer in America when the Women's World Cup came? You know, we had, had a little a bump. You think you get a bump there. And, I, and we'll probably have a little bump here. I don't think it's long-term. And I have thoughts about long-term and short-term change that I listened to the podcast over the weekend about. It's pretty cool. And, and that relates to college athletics. Uh, and it made me pretty, uh, pretty down about the future of college athletics. Anyway, we'll get into that coming up for sure. All right, so segment two with Will Clinton coming. I do want to tell you about the Patterson's Tax Service. I passed by this morning, and they're doing people's taxes right now. Let's think about that. They were doing taxes before our show this morning, Patterson's Tax Service. This is the rush. This is one of the big rushes, the two rushes, this one in the end of the year. But, man, they go all day, every day. Russell, he'll call a schedule up to me, and, and it's like he's going to fit me in on, like, March the 3rd or something. And it's going to be uh, at, like, 10, 10 15 to 10, 45, I'll get in. And it's just amazing just how booked and slammed they are. No one files more taxes in the state of South Carolina than Patterson Tax Service. Doing an amazing job for your taxes, tax planning, tax evaluation, LLC formation. Um, hey, don't forget about the one of the big changes this year in the tax code this year is the um, energy efficiency and the energy credit. And you can get up to 3000 on that one. That's, that's changed from 500 max up to over 3000 max. So in case you did any home improvements around your home with energy efficiency, uh, you can take advantage of that. Find out about that and so much more at the Patterson's Tax Service, P-A-T-T-X.com. Anywhere in the, you can hear my voice right now, 
864-859-8289. The Patterson Tax Service would love to do your taxes. Segment two with Mr. Will Clanton when you come back right after this. Looking for a job with a company that's focused on family? Glen Raven's Anderson Plant, maker of high-quality Sumbrella products, is hiring now. As a family-run company offering competitive hourly rates to help you support your family, you'll enjoy premium benefits, including a pension program and much more. You'll qualify for a $1,500 sign-on bonus, and once you're hired, if you refer someone who gets hired, you'll get a $2,000 referral bonus, too. If you're experienced or willing to be trained, apply today at join.sumbrella.com. Anderson County is a great place to live and work, play, and worship. Samantha Porter, the Anderson County Environmental Educator, encourages residents to reduce, reuse, and recycle. You can recycle plastic bottles and jugs, mixed paper and cardboard, clear, brown, and green glass, aluminum, and steel cans, use motor oil and cooking oil, tires, and electronics. If you have any questions, please call Anderson County Solid Waste at 260-1001 in regard to recycling and proper waste disposal. The cold weather is here, and Harrison's is the place to load up on layers. From lightweight, long-sleeve t-shirts to heavy-duty, Sherpa-line coats, and everything in between. Harrison's is the home of work, western, and wow! But nobody does work like we do. FR, high-vis, work boots, and safety shoes of all types, plus a huge selection of workwear for men and women. Harrison's has what you need to work safe and work warm all winter long. Come see us in Spartanburg and Malden, or get free shipping from harrisonsusa.com. 2008 was an incredible year for me and my family. Not only was it the year that I became head coach at Clemson, but it was also the year that I found the only dealership I need for sales and service. Toyota of Easley is my kind of place. If you are considering the purchase of a new or used vehicle or need your current vehicle serviced or repaired, then I encourage you to go see the winning team at Toyota of Easley. Be sure and tell them Dabo sent you. Nothing says I love you like a clean home. This Valentine's Day, call the cleaning pros at Zero Res. Right now, mention me, Mickey Plowler, and The Roar, and you'll get three rooms of carpet clean for just $109, plus a free hallway. Book online at ZeroResGreenville.com. Nothing says I love you like romantic, timeless jewelry. Even better when you can save an extra 20%. Right now at Diamonds Direct, all fashion favorite jewelry is 20% off. That's earrings, bracelets, pendants, bands, colored gemstone jewelry. Get 20% off Diamonds Direct's already unbeatable prices. Special financing, too. Get her something she can enjoy and appreciate for years to come. A fashion favorite from Diamonds Direct. Shop in-store or online at DiamondsDirect.com. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Tired of cutting your neighbor's grass or passing by distressed properties in your neighborhood? Well, wish no more. At Samuel Property Group, we specialize in transforming these overgrown, rundown properties and offer cash for them in as little as 10 days without the MLS. We buy properties every day, no matter the condition. So if you're ready to turn an eyesore into a neighborhood gym, visit SamuelPropertyGroup.com and fill out our contact form and we'll handle the rest. That's SamuelPropertyGroup.com. Live and local sports talk coming to you from the Upcountry Fiber Studios. This is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Serving the five counties of the South Carolina Upstate, Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. The Upstate's home for sports talk. It entertains me. I enjoy listening on the way home. 105.5 and 97.5 FM. We are The Roar.
ships a day Lonely sailors pass the time away And talk about their Welcome back. Glad to have you with us. If you are looking at financial situations in your life, like you should be doing often anyway, and, and you're not getting the attention you deserve uh, from your financial advisor, Greg Wells wants to show you, wants to earn your business, earn your trust. Greg works hard. Greg goes and, and, and helps you, push you towards your goals, motivates you, updates your goals, encourages you along the way. Your financial advisor should be there. He should educate you. He or she should be the, the, the uh, show you the new financial approaches to better help grow your portfolio and your return on investment. Constant communication with you about it. You work hard for your money, now let it work for you. Cutting edge financial technology and meticulous plans are all a part of what Greg does. Get in touch with him. Free consultation. 654 5043. 654 5043. Or visit uh, kiwifinancial.com for more information. That's kiwifinancial.com. Security and advisory services offered through the Strategic Financial Alliance Incorporated, otherwise unaffiliated with Kiwi Financial. Segment two with Mr. Will Clint. Before we talk a little bit about the Pebble Beach uh, PGA Tour Pro Am, um, give you a little bit of a, an opportunity to talk about your niece, Isabel Rawl. Yes. Heard she had a great golf weekend. She did on Saturday. She got beat yesterday. Saturday, she beat the uh, defending, uh, not defending, she beat a girl that, from San Jose State that was the, uh, two years ago, was a runner-up in, um, in the NCAA tournament. And uh, and then she was one down with three to go. They're out in L.A. by the way, and uh, in a in a, a great tournament, a huge field, great field. South Carolina's out there as well. Texas, Southern Cal, Oregon, Arizona, Arizona State, uh, Florida. Like it's a great great event. Um, but weather's a factor. It's supposed to be a stroke play event. They flew out on Friday. It's supposed to be a stroke play event with a Saturday practice round. No practice round. They started, then moved to the match play, and then they're going to try to finish up the day. And uh, weather's been a big factor. But Saturday, another of the highlights, she was one down with three to go. And she eagled 16, part 17, birdied, seven, birdied 18 to win two up in that match. And uh, Lady Tigers finish up today. They played San Jose State, then they played Georgetown. Yesterday they played Arizona. Today I think they play Ohio State. So this match play, got thrown some curveballs out there. But weather, they've got, like I said, like, like all of California getting dumped on. And heavy winds, and like yesterday was like twenty-five mile an hour winds, and raining sideways, and forty-something degrees. So yes. tough, tough, tough stuff. Yes, the um, the canals in LA that you you see people racing in in movies and things like that that are usually completely devoid of water are yeah. overflow not overflowing, but they are at max capacity right now. It's it's very strange to see, um, and. Uh, Pebble Beach is about five and a half hours north of yeah. L.A. Yeah, Monterey Peninsula, Northern California. Yes. Um, right now, looking at the the Weather Channel, they have five weather warnings. They have a high wind warning until mm. eight, or I guess uh, eight a.m. Pacific today. Um, expecting gusts around sixty miles an hour. They have a flood watch currently ongoing. They have a high surf advisory. They have a small craft advisory. They have a marine weather advisory as well. Um, looking at the the videos that I saw coming out of the golf course um, a little later, I guess maybe twenty hours ago, it it looked unplayable. Yeah, it was. And obviously, it is because originally they postponed the final round until today, which would have been really cool to see, uh, but that has now been canceled. 
Yeah, this a fifty-four hole event. Uh, Wyndham Clark, who should could have shot fifty-nine, missed a short putt. Not not short, but missed a putt for fifty-nine on the eighteenth hole. Um, the, the U.S. Open champion kind of validates that win by winning at Pebble Beach. That was a, a great win for him. Uh, in the end, uh, you just you know mother nature. Now, what's interesting is in in certain parts of California, uh, it's it's never really a factor. And I I was told we went in December a few years ago, and I was told December, January, and February are the best times to go because it's the same temperatures as in June and July, but it doesn't rain. Well, they've had a bunch of rain. It's been a rainy winter in in uh, in California, and uh, and obviously you know sixty mile an hour winds can't hardly play any uh, any golf there with all that. So well, you could. It would just be. Um <laughs> Which, How about it would be very much against low scoring golf? Yeah, one thing that happens there is how about if you if you played like if you paid to play like you have to stay at the inn there and it's like seven hundred bucks a night maybe I'm guessing and then and it costs you um, the greens fees to, to play Pebble Beach is about seven fifty it's gonna cost you about fifteen hundred bucks to play Pebble Beach. What if happened on your day you paid that to play and you couldn't play? I would still go out there. I'd get. I'd try to get my money's worth. Yeah, but I mean, it was tough here yesterday. Uh, twenty mile an hour winds, twenty five mile an hour winds yesterday, but that's not sixty. It, that'd be impossible. Looking at it, it, it's really tough to find any historical documents about the worst weather events in PGA Tour history. But the one that that I found that keeps coming up is the nineteen seventy three. Um, John Player Classic. Huh. I, I do tell. Where was it? What happened? I know nothing about it. Apparently, um, this was played in hurricane winds all three rounds. Um, this was from uh, Peter Alice, who is a golf historian. <laughs> yeah, my guy. Yeah, yeah, your guy, Peter Alice. Um, the, entire, the entirety of the tournament was played with steady 70-mile-an-hour winds. Where was it? Um, this was in Turnberry, in Scotland, in Scotland. So, Peter Alice is famous. First of all, it was Peter Alice. Uh, he was a decent player as a professional through a lot of those years. And then um, he turned uh, announcer. As a matter of fact, there's a Golf Channel special on Peter Alice. He was one of my favorites as a kid. And he just have a way of describing things. And my favorite ever was a senior tour or a senior European uh, championship somewhere in Ireland. I want to say Bally Bunyan. I could be wrong, but the winds were like that way, 50 miles an hour and the pins and the flags were blowing, almost touching the ground as, as the flags would go that way. And, and they still tried to play through some of it. And in the end they couldn't. Um, but Peter Alice, I won't do the accent. I'll try to do the cadence, but he said, today is one of the days where the birds choose to walk. And it hit me like, you know, birds have a choice. But yes, that was... Uh, when, uh, well, they say this about golf, Will. Of the three elements, cold, wind, and rain, then you can play in two of the three, but you can't play in all three. Uh, you can be cold and windy. You can be rainy and cold. You can be rainy and, and windy. You can be cold and, and rainy. But you can't play with all three of those. And in California right now, you got all three cold wind and rain that's true um, so couldn't play in, in, in 60 mile an hour winds there which is crazy because really you miss man you just miss the the final round at pebble beach and that majestic uh monterey peninsula and the the, the lone cypress tree 
uh, all those sea otters and sea, uh, sea lions that are out there and all. It just really is beautiful. And if you've never been, I just got to encourage you, you get to go. Just, just go because it's fantastic. Just not today. No, no. And that would stink, <laughs> right? That would stink. If, that, you, if, if, the, if the day was your day to go out to Monterey, that'd be like, man, yeah. oh, man. I mean, honestly, it'd be an experience. Yeah. You know, it's it's like um, climbing Mount Everest. You know, it's not fun while you're doing it, but. Well, but you, most part, well, you can, but, but you wouldn't die like some people die on Everest. Well, yeah, but just the, the, in terms of the experience, it wouldn't be like, oh, my gosh, this is so much fun. I'm playing the best golf of my life. No, you're going to you're going to hit 17 balls into the ocean. You're going to finish, you know, how I usually play 30 over par. But as an experience to have, especially in a location like that, that's usually just beautiful. Yes, it's going to be the opposite. But how many people get that experience of going out there and roughing it? Yeah, uh, it'd be roughing it. But you you won't you don't want to rough it. You want to rough it a little bit. You want other people to rough it. You don't want to rough it yourself. But it'd be tough. You know, Mother Nature in all sports. Football, we just went through this. We went through it with the, with the, uh, the NFL playoffs. That's true. Of negative temperatures and ice bowls and all those kind of things. Uh, I, I don't – I want the best team, player, athlete. I want them to win. I wish weather, weather – I don't mind it being a factor. I don't want to be the factor. Does that make sense? That's, that's, that's a fair argument, yeah. But some of my best experiences with live sporting events have been in just terrible weather. Yeah. I, I feel like it kind of it, it puts everybody in the same position of just being miserable. I mean, remember the uh, obviously the Clemson Notre Dame game and the and the hurricane. Yeah, that was miserable. If but you know why? And maybe I'm wrong about this. You know why we remember that game with such folklore now? Well, it's because of the result. Right, Clemson won the game. Mm-hmm. Had Clemson lost the game, we would be saying we should have never played in that. That was a reason that we lost. I can't believe we even tried to play and all that. Now Clemson won the game, and now we say, "Oh, even a hurricane can't stop Clemson." Byog, bring your own guts. You got to do. You know that. That's where all that comes from. If you lose the game, then you don't remember it that way. So it's all about wins and losses. That's true. But there's so. I mean, there's several games from. Uh, I think it was the 2008 season where it rained every single yeah. home game. Oh yeah. Um, I still remember the TCU game with uh, either two or three postponements. Andy Dalton. Yeah. Yeah. We lost that game. Yeah. It, the weather was not as bad. But as you don't talk about that game the way the, you talk about the Notre Dame game. Oh, well, of course not. And it wasn't yeah. the lead up to a national championship either. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's, that's one point. Um, now, back to the John Player Classic of 1973. Apparently, the Tinted Village that they had set up was blown to pieces, was destroyed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And looking at the uh, the winner of that match, um, the winner, Charles Cootie, <laughs> plus five was the winning score there. The uh, Pebble Beach had, in the 1982 um, U.S. Open, they had a final round like that way where, where uh, winds are blowing 30 to 40 miles an hour. That was the last one. but that, And that was warm. That was in June. But that's, that's when it's warm. So, man, yeah. uh, it, it can be a factor. But but in this case, I, I like this, and I know it sounds crazy. Cancel the thing, the final round. The best player won. There's no sense in him getting caught in it. You know, golf sometimes you get morning and afternoon waves, and the morning wave is usually easier than the afternoon wave or the winds and some of that stuff, and, and it becomes a little bit luck. If you go out with some of the stuff, luck luck becomes a factor. But I don't want it to be the, the big factor. Does that make sense? 
I want talent to be the big factor. Yeah, but I mean, obviously, we'll call him Windang Clark um, because dang, that wind is buzzing. Um, obviously, he doesn't care that the final round was canceled, but he—he he only won by a stroke. So, what about the people below him? Yeah, you know, obviously, it's it, they had to comply with. I think the the county rules and with all the wind advisories going on. They, there's no possible way they could have played it, but with without the rain, if the wind was the same, I think they should have played this the, this final round. I think it would have been really interesting to see who can just persevere and go out there and and come away with it because the field was tight at the top. Yeah, if it, there's several things that happen there too, like if if when you mark your ball and you put it on the green. And then the wind blows it where you can't mark your ball, like that. That becomes absurd <laughs> through all of it. We what have, what we sport does weather affect the most? Like you can't play tennis in sixty mile an hour winds. Fishing, you can't. You, you don't see fishing tournaments in, in big winds like that. Football, you play it in winds like that. Baseball, obviously, baseball would make a huge difference. But you can play that in. Maybe not that much. Where where you know fans, spectators, if, if the villages are are. are you know the tents are, are and trees and tree damage and all that. I mean, there's something to be said for that. In, inside stadiums, you're not seeing trees or you're not seeing the, the fans aren't at risk. In other words, that's true. We almost we almost saw tragedy at um, was that during the Masters when the tree fell? Uh, yes, and they avoided disaster there. Yes, very closely. But and then and then the next morning, is the, how good the crews are there? It's like oh, there's no tree, nothing happened. They cleaned it up so fast. <laughs> Uh, best in the business. Yeah. Um, what what sport would weather not be a factor in? Um, I mean, it depends on the venue as well. I, I would say I would say auto racing wind can be a huge factor. Oh yeah. That's Obviously, a good track point. and field you can't have wind aided. No. Oh. Tennis you couldn't play it in. Obviously, you can't play um, pickleball in the wind that way. Well, I mean, weather is going to affect all sports. Even yeah. NFL who plays through it, um, it has an effect on the game. Yeah. I mean, just look at the I mean, minus twenty field goals and punts and passings and and uh, wind and rain stuff. Anyway, Mother Nature reared his head, huh? Amen. Yeah, I enjoyed segment two for sure. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Let's let's talk about Clemson and Virginia with uh, what happened in Little John on Saturday and, and set up what the rest of the season could look like. We'll talk about that in a, in a short second. I'm having breakfast this morning with my friends at Carolina Flooring Specials. Can't wait. Tim Worley's been a friend forever. Can't wait to get together. See what those guys are up to. Carolina Flooring Specialist, 404-8158-404-8158. This is an awesome um, family-owned business with a great product. You're going to love it. It's our great friends at Carolina Flooring Specialist. High-performance epoxy-based flooring. No one has the experience. They've been doing it since 1999. Look, when you look at uh, on a a, um, Google search right now for – for uh, garage floors, you can see about eight or nine or ten names come up now uh, of different companies. Go with the most experienced. Go with the best. Go with the one that gets the best ratings. Go with our great friends at Carolina Flooring Specialists. 404-8158. 404-8158. We'll take a short break. We'll come back. Clemson, Virginia basketball talk right after this. Clemson softball's ready to hit the field for the 2024 season. And the Roar has you covered for their first tournament of the year. We'll have three games live on The Roar, Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday morning. Every broadcast will be available as well on ClemsonTigers.com. As we await the Tigers' debut in McWherter Stadium this spring, 
be sure to catch the debut of the 2024 Clemson softball team right here on The Roar, where every day is game day. All right, people, it's Valentine's Day. Everything has to be perfect. Yes, sir. At Ingalls, we know that not every Valentine's Day is four-star perfection with string quartets and swanky restaurants. My boyfriend bought me flowers. That it's not the money you spend or the elaborate lengths you go to. Happy Valentine's Day. It just has to come from the heart. Ingalls, we're with you every step of the way. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's corporate cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com sports. Ramp.com sports. RAMP.com slash sports. Do, 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 do. Hey, what you gonna do when you gotta pee? You're gonna call Royal Flush at 238-8800. We've got your porta-potties. We've got your event trailers, too. Call Royal Flush at 864-238-8800 or visit them online at royalflushtoiletrental.com. We'll even pump your septic tank for you. Call Royal Flush because we're the king and queen of clean. So what have you got to do, 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 do? Call Royal Flush. Craft Stove Store and Patio is here to help your home stay warm and cozy until spring with over 20 burning displays of vented and vent-free gas logs. Vent-free logs will heat for just pennies an hour and even keep you warm and cozy in the event of a power failure. Craft Stove Store and Patio even features the radiant heating vented gas logs that have a real fire look and radiant heat. Visit Craft Stove Store and Patio located on 3002 Wade Hampton Boulevard, Taylor's. Craft Stove Store and Patio. Clemson Nation, this is former national champion Ben Boyer. If you live in Anderson, Greenville, Clemson, or Malden, South Carolina, and you're looking for the best birthday suit in town, come get tailored at www.thejunkyardfitness.com. Come by and see us at our four locations in the upstate of South Carolina. Your first week is always free. Get in Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? I think my battery's dead. With free battery testing and charging, we can help you get back on the road. Get in the zone. So what if I need a new one? No problem. We have the right battery for your car, starting at only $89.99. Get in the zone. And what about my old battery? We can recycle it right here at America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Restrictions apply. 105.5 and 97.5. We are the Roar, where every day is game, game day. Oh, baby. 
say quickly about Serta Pro Painters. If your home looks, business looks a little stale through the years, you fall out of love with your home, bring the power of a pro to every single job right now. Get it done right the first time, every time. Transform your living room, rejuvenate your kitchen, give your garage that facelift it has been needing for years without breaking down the walls. Get that paint job done. Get it done right. The power of a pro. Serta Pro is the um, North America's most referred to paint company. Your satisfaction, their top priority. Residential, commercial, uh, brick painting, lime washing, cabinet refinishing, cabinet repainting, uh, or repainting, uh, color consultations, drywall repair, vinyl and aluminum, uh, aluminum uh, siding, painting, and wallpaper removal, popcorn sealer removal. They do it all. Financing on the big jobs. So schedule that free estimate today at certapro.com. Call 1-800-GO-CERTA. 1-800-GO-CERTA, C-E-R-T-A. Uh, each Serta Pro painter business is independently owned and operated. You're going to love our friends over at Serta Pro. Telephone number 654-ROAR, 654-7627. Clemson took it on the chin Saturday in another uh, just just painful, heartbreaking loss. The Tigers have now lost six of their last nine. And w- we can talk about this game in three or four different ways. They're, they're, or this game, and, what, and I know what's some people's minds. Um, this game, the most recent run of games, where the season is, where this program is. One of the things that happened again on Saturday is long droughts of scoring from the field. And I do think that happens in basketball a lot. Seemingly, when you pay attention to just Clemson basketball, which so many of us do, uh, it, it seems to have um, – it, it happens here an awful lot. Uh, you knew it was going to be – when Virginia's on the schedule and Tony Bennett's the, the opposing coach, you know it's going to be one of these uh, just – knockdown, drag-out, physical, low-scoring, uh, low-possession types of games. And that, that happened to be the case on uh, on Saturday. Uh, and, and while, much like we talked about with the weather, you when you win, you'd say, boy, we gutted that one out. When you lose, you go, man, that was boring and low-possession and you know nobody wants to do that. So, uh, in the end, it, the loss is what sticks in your crawl, and the loss is what, what really hurts you. Um, not the fact that it was 66-65 through all that. So, among the storylines on Saturday was that Clemson got very little from its bench again. Uh, Beetle had five. Godfrey didn't score. Clark didn't score. Hunter, uh, Dylan Hunter didn't score. And Wiggins only got two points. So, Wiggins was one of five. And... Besides Shefflin Hall, Hunter, and Gerard, the rest of the team there, um, including Wiggins, three of 17. So you got to get more from some of those other guys. Uh, Shefflin gave you what you thought you'd get, nine rebounds. Also had 13 points. P.J. had a tough, tough day. And at some point in time, you got to get P.J. back to where he was. But four of 16 from the field – didn't get it done Saturday. And one of six from three didn't get it done on Saturday. And he didn't make ten free throws. They got the ball pounding inside through all that. Um, it was you know, Hunter at, at certain point in times again. Um, four of eight's pretty good. He only turned it over twice. Uh, Gerard went four of six from three, had 14 points. The Tigers had some 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 really good points of this thing. So only only four turnovers. Virginia only turned it over. Six times. So, low turnover game is nice. But Clemson shot just 35% from the field. 
just 35% from three. And, and, and they did shoot it well from the free throw line. But Virginia got more points in the paint, 30 to 22. Virginia got nine points off of the, the, the little turnovers there were. They, just, they outscored Clemson nine to four there. Um, and the bench points outscored Clemson 21 to five. One of the misconceptions we had about this basketball team in November, December was this was a deep team. Well, if you get nothing from Godfrey and nothing from Clark and nothing from Dylan Hunter and nothing from Beadle and nothing from Chauncey Wiggins, then certainly I'm not thinking you're talking about a very deep team at this point. Uh, Lighty got, got hurt on Friday and then, and then Hemingway hadn't played in, in seemingly forever. But Clemson shot 35% from the field in the first half, 35, 36% from the field in the second half. Uh, same thing, the three points looked about the same. Three of nine in the first half, four of 11 in the second half. Um, just a pretty even balance scoring through all of that. Virginia just grinds it out and guts it out. Now, the hard part here is, and we'll go over this all day today, the hard part here is the long scoring droughts. The hard part here is that now, uh, just a few short weeks ago, you were talking about Clemson and this team. First of all, in the offseason, you talked about this most talented team that, that, that they may have had there in recent years. And then there was a time in there after you beat Alabama and you beat South Carolina and beat TCU that made you really feeling great about things. Well, since then, the Tigers are, let's see what I'm saying this, five, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, five and seven. And Clemson is three and nine, three and, three and six in their last nine. And now the Tigers are four and seven, uh, four and six in the league facing North Carolina on the road on Tuesday night. And I don't think that at any point in time, anybody, when we were doing win game after the TCU game and this tremendous start, which you're undefeated, I don't think anybody had, had really gone in this thing thinking that four and seven was any kind of possibility. Now it looks like a probability. Tigers will be double-digit underdogs probably in Chapel Hill on Tuesday. Now you've got that backs against the wall look. Yeah, while one time I will point out that there's still 10 regular season games left in the ACC. And the net rating's pretty good because the out-of-conference schedule was pretty good. But the other side of it is you, you can't be – no one can be anywhere near satisfied with four and six staring down the barrel of a four and seven in the league. There, there was a lot of thought that Clemson would go 15 and five in the league, 14 and six in the league. And right now you're four and six, about to go four and seven it feels like. So that, and then the other part of it that I know what people want to get into is that that's this year. Well, what about next year? Because that's gonna it's already come up on the text line. It's gonna come up more in the future. But uh, that's without Chase Hunter, and without PJ Hall, without Joe Girard, without Jack Clark. Like, what's it gonna look like next year? So all those I think are. Um. Fair and it, it's a rough stretch. If you're looking at it from a positive standpoint, uh, Syracuse is not great. Let me let me get back the other way on this thing here. The rest of the schedule, I mean, North Carolina is, is awesome. They're ten and one in the league. Then you go to Syracuse. Syracuse is five and six in the league. You host Miami. Miami's six and five in league play, but that's a little John. Uh, NC State, you host them. They're seven and four. NC State's got a, got a nice win over the weekend as well, but that's in Little John. 
You go to Georgia Tech, they're three and eight. You host Florida State, and uh, the Seminoles are six and four. You host Pittsburgh at home, and Pittsburgh's five and six. You, you go to Notre Dame, and Notre Dame's two and nine in the league. You host Syracuse, who's five and six, and you go to Wake Forest, who's six and four. A- after Tuesday night, I don't think Clemson's going to win Tuesday night in Chapel Hill. After Tuesday night, the remaining nine games all are doable. They're not going to win all nine. And and certainly if they don't play any better than they played in the last nine, they might not win three of the last nine. And, and, and to be fair, on the other side of that, it's not like Miami who beat them by 13 has been great. It's not like Virginia Tech who beat them by 15. It's been great. Virginia Tech's five and six. It's not like Georgia Tech, who beat them in Little John, is great. They're three and eight. And it's not like Virginia. Now, Virginia's eight and three in the league and playing a little bit better. But the point is, none of those teams are, are ranked outside of the loss to North Carolina uh, and, and the loss to Duke. So, of Clemson's seven losses this year, five have been unranked teams and five teams that you felt like that, I mean, Clemson should be favored against. But after North Carolina, that appears to be some doable games if you play better. You got to cut down the scoring droughts. You got to have more of an identity on offense. One of the things, one of the most difficult things of this is that when Clemson scoring 85 against Alabama and uh, you, you, you the, that Queens College game, and they weren't very good, scored 109 and Radford 93, you're thinking, man, this, this team's got some offense. This team's a bunch of highly skilled shooters. And it just doesn't feel like that's the case as of late. And it, it, even in the wins, I mean, the, the the Florida State win on the road was nice. But, you know, the Boston College game, Boston College was out two of their starters. And Boston College game was a little bit iffy there for a while. And the Louisville win, you know, they, they got iffy down at the end too. So this team is falling well short is that fair to say, uh, uh, Will Clinton? This team's falling well short of preseason expectations and falling well short of midseason expectations. I think that's an understatement. Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, with 10 games left on the schedule, 8-2, and two, do you think that gets us into the tournament? Not saying that we win those games, but hypothetically, an 8-2 and two finish to the ACC schedule? 8-2 and two would get you at 12-8 and eight in the league. And eight and two would get you at twenty-two and nine. And uh, it'd be close. The net rankings, I think that's it. I think we yeah. can lose two more games after that. NIT bound. Yeah. Net ratings. I'm gonna check the latest because I didn't check. I knew the net going into yesterday. Um, but I have not checked this morning. Um one of the things we do. And now I will say this. It is fair to start talking about net. If you noticed, up until now, we've not talked a whole lot about net. Uh, now that we're in February, now I think we can start mentioning the three-letter word of net. Clemson, in its latest deal, Clemson's 37th in the net right now, which is good. Um, South Carolina's 38th in the net right now, which is that, – that's, that's close right now. So you say 64 teams, 34. Yeah, but you got all the automatic automatic bids and automatic qualifiers. 
the top 50 teams right now should feel pretty good about their net ratings right now. And But, you know, you lose. Now, uh, Tuesday night you lose, but you're going to stay right around that mark because it's North Carolina. And the Tar Heels are currently ninth in the net. Uh, and I'm not a total net guy, but they do pay some, – some committees pay more attention than others. Do you feel like that the season – see, I, I want to get into this in, in the next segment too. But part of you – the problem with, with some of the rationale behind this is if you make it the NCAA tournament, everything's great. If you don't make it the NCAA tournament, uh, everything's bad. I don't believe that. Because if you went 22-8 and – uh, no, what was that? Uh, Twenty, no, twenty-two and nine, mm-hmm. and twelve and eight in the league, and you lost in the second. It's ACC tournament game, and then you lost in the first round NCAA tournament. I don't think that's a great year. That didn't. That didn't. Uh, at one point in time, I thought this was like a Sweet Sixteen team. That didn't feel great. It's an improvement on last year. But it it's... is an improvement on last year, but it's not an improvement for what my preseason expectations were. No, PJ Hall's coming back. Joe Girard's coming in. Chase Hunter's coming back. That that. Really, out outside of of Shefflin and, and Hall, for the most part, then this, this this is not what I felt like I was getting. So that's that's very important. So it's not to me. It's not just make the NCAA tournament a good season or not. To me, it's about what the rest. Of, what what does it look like? And if you if you stumbled in the into the ACC, what what if you? What if you made a run deep into the ACC tournament? What if you made the ACC finals and then lost in the first round of the NCAA tournament? That feels different than losing the second round of the ACC and then losing the first round of the tournament. You're right. What if you lose the first round of the ACC, get in, and then you make a, a deep run to Sweet 16 or Lead 8 or whatever? You know, they're not going to Lead 8, but make the Sweet 16. That, that feels different than losing the first round. So I don't think it's this whole binary NCAA or nothing. You know, one or a zero. I don't, I don't believe that. I believe that it's the optics of it, too. And when we come back, I'm going to touch on that. And touch on the, the hard part for Brad Brownell is that he, he the story that, that you have to tell with, the, with this program now. Because you're in year, I lose track now, 14 maybe. So there's pressure there on him because he, he, he has to do that this, this time because of, of where he is in his career. If you're in year three, Lamont Paris feels different than Brad Burnell at this point in time, not because of winning and losing as of late, but just because starting out your career compared to being there 14 years. All those are factors. Hey, our great friends at Prime Lending and PrimeLendingSC.com, get in touch with them. They'd love to help you out. Prime Lending does an amazing job. Prime Lending is a company that we got our, our last two mortgages with, a refinance at one point in time, and rates are so great, and then we – remodeled our home, would not have been able to do it if it weren't for Mark Hawkins and his team and the options they gave us. As a matter of fact, I remember the phone call that Mark called me back and said, I think we can do this this way, and I was shocked. We love it. Prime Lending, primelendingsc.com. Check them out. They'd love to hear from you. Primelendingsc.com. With Will Clanton, Mickey Plowler, hour number two, right after this. WCCP-FM 105.5.